Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. It is season two, episode 51, all basketball today. Talking about a couple of huge wins for Fran McCaffrey's Iowa Hawkeyes. And before I get to that, I also want to congratulate Lisa Bluter and the Hawkeye women for two top 10 victories in the span of just a couple of days this past week, beating the Indiana Hoosiers in back-to-back games. Caitlin Clark just continues to put up player of the year type numbers for the Big Ten as well as for the nation. She is the only Division I player in either you know, on a men's team or women's team since 1999-2000 to put up 650 or more points, 200 or more assists, 175 or more rebounds through the first 25 games in a season. Down low, Monica Sinhano has been doing a lot of damage, rebounding, scoring points. But this is a team effort. Lots of great players on that Hawkeye basketball team. And the amazing thing, you know, they they should do a lot of damage in the Big Ten tournament, uh, in the NCAA tournament this year. But every one of those players should be returning next year. So, you know, enjoy this season and then get ready for a huge season next year for Lisa Bluter and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, let's switch over to Fran McCaffrey's Hawkeyes. And first off, it was at Ohio State in Value City Arena. Gus Johnson on the call. And I'll take Gus anytime. I just I think he's really entertaining calling games. His pronunciation of uh, Joe Toussaint. I won't try to won't try to imitate him there, but that was entertaining. Uh, he likes to call Patrick McCaffrey Patty Mac. He did mix up Keegan and Chris Murray several times, but I thought that was just entertaining. Um, you know, he's fun to listen to, so that didn't bother me. And with him and Jimmy Jackson, the former Ohio State basketball player, it was a good pairing for this game. They showed a lot of love to Keegan Murray, rightfully so, as he just keeps getting better and better as the season goes on. Well, it looked like the Hawkeyes came to play against Ohio State, at least on the offensive end early on, maybe not so much on defense. It was 9-12 to 12 Buckeyes early, and then things started going south. The wide bodies for Ohio State were filling it up. E.J. Liddell, Kyle Young getting points in the paint. Next thing we know, it is Hawkeyes 10, Buckeyes 21. Things are not looking good with an 11-point deficit on the road in the Big Ten. But the Hawkeyes weren't going to go away easily, led by future first-round draft pick Keegan Murray. He single-handedly brought the Hawkeyes back to a 20-21 deficit with a three-pointer, a dunk and free throw, a layup, and another dunk. Just an unbelievable player that he is. The rest of the half was back and forth with the Hawkeyes taking a lead at half after Jordan Bohannon hit a three-pointer with less than a minute left. The Hawkeyes were up 49-48 to at the break. Despite shooting just 42%, and Ohio State shot 52% that first half, but the Hawkeyes hit a couple more threes than Ohio State. Iowa was 3 of 10 from deep, just 1 of 4 for the Buckeyes. They only shot four three-pointers in that whole first half. And the Hawkeyes led in rebounding 22-16 to 16 at the break. Well, Ohio State got out to a four-point lead early in that second half, but the Hawkeyes always had an answer. And after trading blows the first eight minutes of the half, the Hawkeyes took a lead and never relinquished it. It was 49-49, to and the Hawkeyes zoomed out to a 58-49 to lead. And the Buckeyes did get as close to five after that and down to a six-point lead with under two minutes left. But the Hawkeyes 
were scrapping for offensive rebounds. The, the really key sequence there was Connor McCaffrey with an offensive rebound. Jordan Bohannon, an offensive rebound. It was late in the possession. Shot clock running out. Connor McCaffrey hit a dagger three to make the lead nine. And that was pretty much ball game. And the Murray brothers were not going to be denied and led the Hawkeyes to a huge Big Ten road win against a ranked Buckeyes team. The Hawkeyes shot 42% for the game to 47% for the Buckeyes. The Hawkeyes with 6 of 21 from 3, just 2 of 11 for Ohio State. Still, you know, only 29% shooting for the Hawkeyes from 3, 18% for the Buckeyes. And the Hawkeyes took 15 more shots than, than the Buckeyes did and out-rebounded them 40-31. to 31. The Hawkeyes, 20 offensive rebounds, really scrapping out there, just 12 for the Buckeyes. That's ball game right there. Iowa with eight turnovers to 14 for Ohio State. And Hawkeyes just continuing to take care of the basketball on the offensive end. I saw a stat. The Hawkeyes are 15-0 this year when out-rebounding the opponent. And, you know, when they put out that kind of effort on the glass, going after loose balls with this team's talent level, they can win a lot of games. Ohio State scored 21 points in the first six minutes of this game, 41 in the final 34 minutes. What a crazy statistic that is. You know, it it was 21-10. The Hawkeyes were down, and the whole game just flipped around after that. And think about this. Keegan Murray scored just four points in the second half, and the Hawkeyes still came up with a double-digit win in Columbus. He had 20 in the first half, so 24 overall on 10 of 17 shooting, five rebounds, two assists. Just so much fun watching Keegan Murray play basketball. J-Bo, somehow he was just getting wide open shots all game against the Buckeyes. Really surprising to me. I thought they would do like Michigan did and make him really work hunting shots out there instead. He had several open shots. He just struggled knocking them down, but he did hit two of seven. Uh, from three, three of nine overall, had 10 points with some free throws mixed in there. You know, at least he hit two threes. It seems that he and the Murray brothers were the only guys able to knock down threes in this game. You know, the Hawkeyes have been winning despite struggling from three-point range much of the season. Connor McCaffrey did hit the huge one at the end of the game as well. Patrick McCaffrey, seven points on just two of eight shooting. Oh, of one from three, really struggling from long range of late after getting on a bit of bit of a run midseason from three. He had five rebounds, two assists. Rebracha, five points, five rebounds in just 16 minutes. I really think you know, he's adjusting well to the Big Ten, playing his role, getting rebounds, taking what's what he's given in the post as far as scoring. Tony Perkins, just two of six shooting with four points, three boards. But it really seems to be working well with him starting an off, off guard with Jabo at the point. He only played 10 minutes in this game. Just, again, interesting to watch this rotation of these guards as Fran McCaffrey puts them in and out of the ball game. Chris Murray was 4 of 13 shooting, 1 of 5 from 3, but it was a really important 11 points, 8 of those coming in the second half. He played 27 minutes, also had 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Really good to see him hitting the boards. The Hawkeyes had a lot of success when he was in the game, so he played a lot of minutes. Euless with seven points, mostly coming from the free throw line. Four rebounds, two assists. Joe Toussaint, I'm hearing Gus Johnson call out his name again, Toussaint. Four points, two assists, 
Connor McCaffrey, I mentioned the dagger three he hit late. He had three rebounds and two assists as well. I love watching him play defense inside when he's matched up against a bigger player. He's he's like a brick wall down there. Well, and his highlight of the day, other than the three, was his alley-oop pass to Keegan Murray after a timeout. Just a great, great play call by Fran McCaffrey. Well, this was a quad one win over the 18th-ranked team in the nation on the road, and it was big for Iowa's NCAA tournament hopes. Pretty much cemented their tournament berth. Now it's just about working on that resume to improve seeding, to get better matchups in the NCAA tournament to help the chances of advancing to the Sweet 16 or even further. On Tuesday night, it was Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans coming to Iowa City, and that's always a concern. Now, Michigan State has been a nemesis for the Hawkeyes, except for the last few years, but the Hawkeyes got the win. It was win number 500 at Carver Hawkeye Arena with a 26-point drubbing of the Spartans, 86-60, to with Luca Garza and Roy Devon Marble on hand to watch the game. Garza's jersey was retired, as were the jerseys of Hawkeye greats Roy Marble, Murray Weir, Chuck Darling. Uh, Murray Weir, Chuck Darling, those were, those were throwbacks before my time. Really great players, but Roy Marble, you know, he was one of the greats of Hawkeye basketball when I was growing up in the 80s, when the Hawkeyes had some really good teams some successful NCAA tournament runs. He was Iowa's all-time leading scorer until Garza took over that position last year. Now, Tom Izzo said this game felt like an ambush, and I see what he means. The Hawkeyes came out hot and never took the foot off the gas in this game. The Hawkeyes were hot, hitting six of the first seven shots and getting that early 14-4 lead behind the play of Keegan Murray. The Hawkeyes led by as much as 15 points in that first half, and took a 46-32 lead at the break. The Hawkeyes were hot, 50% from the floor in that first half to 41% for Michigan State. More impressive was the 7 of 14 from behind the arc for the Hawkeyes. The Spartans were just 4 of 12 from 3. Iowa was 5 of 5 from the free throw line. Sparty didn't even shoot a free throw in that first half. And rebounding was close, 19 for Michigan State, 18 for the Hawkeyes. Only 3 turnovers. For Iowa, two from freshman Peyton Sanford. He had some nice plays in that first half, but but he had a couple of rough turnovers in that first half. Seven turnovers for the Spartans in the half. Off the bench, it was Malik Hall. He had 14 at the break for the Spartans, and he was the only thing really keeping Michigan State with any hope. Keegan Murray had 18 for the Hawkeyes at half, and the scoring was just really spread out after him. A lot of guys with two to six points each. The Hawkeyes missed the first nine shots of the second half, and and uh, I liked Fran McCaffrey getting a quick timeout after Michigan State hit two straight baskets to start that second half, cutting the lead to 10. Just, you know, let's talk about what we're trying to do here and not start losing this lead too much early on in that second half. And the Hawkeyes luckily were making free throws and, and uh, nothing else, but Keegan Murray finally hit the first basket of the second half for the Hawkeyes on the layup with 15 and a half minutes left. He was fouled and converted the and one, and then it was Jordan Bohan in time. He hit back-to-back deep threes to make the lead 61-44 to with 13 minutes left. And man, I, my confidence in those Hawkeyes winning goes through the roof when a confident J-Bo is out there draining threes. You know, it was dribbling 
sidestepping guys, shooting from 24, 25 feet, and just drilling three-pointers. Fun to see. That really got the ball rolling. Chris Murray then had back-to-back threes as well, and this game just really blew wide open. The Hawkeyes took a 30-point lead on a Chris Murray jumper with just over four minutes left at 82-52, to and then the Hawkeyes scored just four points the rest of the way. They cleared the bench and uh, let, let some of the other players get out there and run up and down the court. Just a great win for the Hawkeyes. For the game, the Hawkeyes shot 43% from the field and also shot 43% from three at 12 of 28. And that's 36 points right there just on three-point shots. Michigan State shot only 35% overall, 31% from three. Rough game shooting for the Spartans. The Hawkeyes were 18 of 20 from the free throw line. Michigan State just 2 of 4. The Hawkeyes were the aggressor in this game, taking the ball to the rack, getting fouled, getting to the line. And the Hawkeyes out-rebounded Michigan State by 1, 44 to 43. The Hawkeyes limited their turnovers, as they always do. 8 for Iowa, 12 turnovers for the Spartans. After the game, Tom Izzo said of Keegan Murray, he's as good as I've seen in a while. Just giving him a really, really high compliment. As good as I've seen in a while. So, really impressed with him. And how could you not be? He was 10 of 15 shooting, 28 points. 2 of 5 from 3. So he was 8 of 10 from inside the 3-point arc. He's such an efficient scorer. It's just so much fun to watch him play basketball. I just, I'm just loving this season with Keegan Murray and, and watching the different moves that he has around the basket, as well as his 3-point shooting. Jordan Bohannon scored 11 on 3 of 7 shooting, all from deep. He's such a weapon. Gets the team and the crowd going when he hits from long range. Perkins and McCaffrey both with 5 points. Patrick just 2 of 9 shooting. Perkins just 1 of 5. And for Patrick, I've said it a few times this year. You know, he's so good for a guy his size at penetrating, getting into the lane. But he gets up in the air with some strange angles to the hoop. Ends up kind of flipping the ball rather than having a good shot at the basket. And it seems like he needs to look to pass a little more. Maybe a pull-up jumper if he's not going to get all the way to the rim. Perkins, also, he just seemed to be going a little bit too fast when he was going to the basket on Tuesday night. But Patrick had six rebounds. Perkins and Bohannon both had two rebounds and two assists in this game. Rebracha, four points, an 0 of 2 shooting. He did get seven rebounds, had a nice assist. Good to see him making some free throws. But it's kind of amazing. When you look at the starters in this game and their shooting numbers, Keegan Murray, 67% from the floor. The rest of the starters, 22% from the floor shooting in this game. Chris Murray off the bench, 4 of 8 shooting overall, including 3 of 5 from 3. He had 11 points, 3 boards in 16 minutes. Sanford was two of six. He was one of four from three at five points, five rebounds. He had another nice putback off a miss, a little offensive rebound, points in the paint for him. Connor McCaffrey, six points on two of two shooting from three. He's just been on fire of late from three-point range, and his season shooting percentage from three is now up to 30%. Joe Toussaint, four points, Euless with three. Uh, four and three assists, respectively, for Tucson and Ulis. Defense, you know, has seemed to be an issue for the Hawkeyes this year. It's kind of an, an annual thing, it seems like. 
you know, as far as one thing that's kind of hindering them being able to advance too far in the NCAA tournament. But the Hawkeyes' defensive efficiency just keeps moving up the ranks. They're now at 80 on Kempom. Overall, the Hawkeyes are ranked 15 on Kempom statistics. But the defense just keeps looking better and better with these recent efforts. And if that continues, the sky is the limit for this team. Well, that's three wins in a row over Michigan State for the Hawkeyes after a five-game losing streak and having lost 14 of 16 games to the Spartans. Whew, it's, it's been pretty brutal. Just could never seem to get a win against them. And three in a row now feels pretty darn good. And, and those wins were by six, and then by 30, and now by 26. So the Hawkeyes advanced to 19-8, and 9-7 and seven in the Big Ten with a third consecutive win over the Spartans, who have now dropped five of their last six games. Iowa, on the other hand, has won five of six after that rough stretch with a couple of tight road losses to Rutgers and Penn State. Win number 500 at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, which opened in 1983. The Hawkeyes have a 77% winning record at Carver-Hawkeye. Tom Izzo said the player of the year and the coach of the year of the Big Ten may both be in Iowa City. Obviously, he's referring to Keegan Murray, Fran McCaffrey. That remains to be seen, but what happens over the next four games may determine this. Next game is on the road at Nebraska. Can't overlook any team now, but that should be a win for the Hawkeyes. Then Northwestern at home should win that one. And then on the road to Michigan, who has a suspended head coach for the rest of the regular season. And then a road game at Illinois will be a dogfight. But if this Hawkeye team plays the way they have been of late, they have a chance in every game the rest of the season. Well, it's one game at a time. Let's go beat those Huskers on Friday night. Go Hawks!